Hey there, I'm Dana, your Canadian English teacher, with another English lesson so you can speak and understand the English spoken in Canada. If you're learning English for the Great White North, then you've come to the right place. You'll learn phrasal verbs, common expressions, conversation tips, and of course, some typical Canadianisms. In this lesson, you'll learn the expression cabin fever. And our Canadian fact is all about a beloved Canadian activity, going to the cottage, cabin, or camp. Let's get into it. Hey guys, how is it going? So I am ahead of the game this week. I'm recording this episode for you on Sunday night. I normally record during the week, but I have a pretty busy week this week, so I wanted to make sure that I get this episode recorded so I have enough time to edit it and upload it and put all of the premium podcast plus member content that goes along with that. So this week you're getting two videos and some quizzes. So as you know, Podcast Plus members and members of the CanLearn English Academy get all of the premium content to help them study English with this lesson. So if you'd like more information on how to become a Podcast Plus member or to join my CanLearn English Academy and get access to all of my English courses, then you can go to canlearnenglish.com forward slash join. So I wanted to start off this episode with a joke because I think we all need a little bit of humor right now. So here's how the joke goes. What are the two seasons in Canada? Winter and July. So this is just making fun of the fact that Canada is a very cold country and the only real true month of summer is July. Now, that's not always true. I think that the summer in Canada is, I guess, unpredictable. All seasons are unpredictable. You can have no snow or very little snow over Christmas and then maybe get some snow in February. You can also have a really beautiful warm Easter or it could be snowing and you're stuck inside. So it all depends on nothing, I guess. It just depends on what's going to happen. But this is going to tie in Nicely with our Canada fact, because we're talking about a summer activity that Canadians love to do. But let's get into our expression first. The expression is cabin fever. So a cabin is a noun, and it refers to a small wooden shelter or house in a wild or remote area. So somewhere that is outside of where a lot of people live. When I think of a cabin... I usually think of a house that's made out of logs, so wood logs, and I picture it with a peaked roof. And of course, I picture it in a wild remote area, like maybe in the mountains. Now, fever is the second word in the expression, and this is an abnormally high body temperature, usually accompanied by shivering, headache, And in several instances, delirium. So delirium is when you see things that aren't really there or you're not quite with it, as we would say. I don't know about you, but I have been keeping an eye on my temperature lately. If I'm not feeling well 
or if I start to feel a little bit run down or under the weather, I have been taking my temperature to make sure that it isn't above 37 degrees. And this is, of course, because of the coronavirus, I want to make sure that I'm not having a temperature. Now, if someone has a temperature, you might hear people say that they have spiked a temperature. So I'm not really sure where this comes from, but the idea of a spike, if you picture looking at a graph and all of a sudden there's a spike, it would be above the average. So that's probably where this phrase came from, to spike a fever. But we're talking about cabin fever today, and that is the feeling of being angry or bored because you've been inside for too long. Now, the oldest known use of cabin fever was in the early 1900s. It seems to have originated in North America. The image is one of a pioneer spending long winters by himself on the Great Plains where severe weather and distances from neighbors was very isolating. So let's look at how we use the expression cabin fever. Well, I suppose we can just look at the situation that many of us are in right now. So many governments around the world have suggested that people stay at home to reduce the spread of the coronavirus. So many of us are spending many, many hours in our homes when we would otherwise be outside or maybe at another friend's house or at a shopping mall or somewhere really other than home. And of course, this is making us feel maybe bored, maybe angry, claustrophobic even. So you might say being at home for the last two weeks has given me cabin fever. Another time that you could use this expression is if you go on vacation with your friends, say you go somewhere tropical and you're really excited to spend a week on the beach. But when you get there, the weather is horrible and it's raining and storming and you can't go outside. You might say it's a shame that we can't get out of this hotel room. We're getting cabin fever. Many people in Canada also look forward to the springtime because our winters can be very harsh depending on where you live in Canada and being stuck inside all winter can give you cabin fever. And in our final example, imagine you're going on a ski trip with some friends except for that you don't like to ski. So while everybody's out skiing, you're not going to go with them. So you might tell your parents, hey, look, I'm going on a ski trip with my friends. And your mom might respond, why are you going? You're going to get cabin fever by staying in the chalet all week while your friends are out skiing. Now you'll notice that we can use cabin fever with a few different types of verbs. Something can give you cabin fever or something gave you cabin fever. We can also say that you'll get cabin fever or you got cabin fever. And we also can use the verb have. So we can say we have cabin fever or we had cabin fever. Now cabin fever has a few synonyms. Instead of saying cabin fever, 
we can say cooped up. So this is a phrasal verb, which is taking from the word coop. A coop is a cage or a pen where poultry is kept. So if you visit a farm, you might see a chicken coop, which has chickens in it. And it's usually a very small caged space. So the idea is we are cooped up, we are put in a cage like chickens, I guess. So you can use this instead of cabin fever. You can say, I'm really tired of being cooped up in the house. Another thing that might happen to us if we are cooped up or if we get cabin fever, we start to go stir crazy. So stir crazy is the feeling you get when you've been in the house too long and you just want to get outside and get a change of scenery. She's going stir crazy in the house this week. She's sick and she hasn't been able to leave. Now we're going to move on to our listen and repeat section. So this is a chance for you to practice your pronunciation. And we're just going to use the simple sentence, she has cabin fever. So if you're able to do so, I want you to repeat after me so you can imitate my pronunciation. She, she has, she has cabin, she has cabin fever. Now the word that I want us to focus on is fever. So this is the schwa plus R sound, and this is a very common element in American and Canadian English, this er sound. So we'll use it in the word like fever, fever. One of my favorite activities when I was growing up was visiting my grandparents at their cottage. Like many Canadians, my grandparents had a second home on a lake, which they would only use in the summertime. My sisters and I would spend hours swimming in the lake and jumping off the dock. A dock is a floating wooden structure that people tend to tie their boats to, but it's also fun for jumping off of. And you'll notice that I call this second summertime home on a lake a cottage. And this is because I'm from southwestern Ontario. If I were from BC, I would call it a cabin. In northern Ontario, it's called a camp. In Quebec, it's called a chalet, and in parts of Nova Scotia, it's called a bungalow. So it's the same thing. It's a summertime house that's usually by a lake, but depending on where you are in Canada, people will call it something different. But no matter what you call it, Canadians love to lounge by the lake in the summer. More than half of Canadians say they would rather do this then fly to a tropical destination. So I want to paint a picture for you so you can visualize what most cottages look like. Most cottages aren't winterized, which means they aren't warm enough to be used in the winter. They don't have the necessary heating installed or the right insulation. Many times they're modest and more rustic than a traditional home. The furniture inside a cottage might be a bit older or shabby as you don't spend a lot of time indoors. 
You tend to spend time outdoors when you're at a cottage. So you'll either be swimming, you might be boating or sitting by a campfire. Now, of course, there are some exceptions. Some cottages are huge mansions that are owned by very, very wealthy people. And of course, look incredible and pristine on the inside. In Ontario, we refer to the area where there are a lot of cottages as cottage country. And these are usually around the Great Lakes or some of the smaller lakes in Ontario. If you live in Toronto, then you might hear about cottage country traffic. So these are traffic jams that occur on Friday nights and Sunday nights as people either head out of Toronto up to their cottage or they're driving back before they have to go to work on Monday. Now, cottage life has been part of Canada as early as the 1800s. At this time, many believed that the big cities in Ontario were bad for their health, so the people who could afford it would head out to the country as the perfect antidote. But cottaging really took off after the economic boom after World War II, when the middle class was growing. At this time, the middle class had more money to spend, and there was also increased infrastructure in the form of paved roads to rural highways that made northern Ontario and these areas around the Great Lakes more accessible. So cottaging went from a very niche, upper-class luxury to a very widespread activity. Now, unfortunately, many Canadians won't be able to head to their cottage this summer because the municipalities and the government is asking that people stay home so not to spread the coronavirus even further. But once this is all done with, Canadians certainly will head up to their cottages for much needed relaxation and de-stressing after all that we're going through. That's it for our episode today. If you would like to become a Podcast Plus member and get the premium podcast content like videos, pronunciation tips, quizzes, and study notes, then you can go to canlearnenglish.com forward slash join. Thank you so much for listening and please support this free podcast by liking, sharing, and subscribing. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye.